This is the Flag on the Play for Friday, May 21st. Happy long weekend, everybody. We've got a great show in store for you today. We're talking NBA playing, wrapping it up, talking the first round of the NBA playoffs, making some predictions, getting to the controversies in baseball, and closing off, of course, with Bozo of the Week and inconclusive evidence. We're also here to remind you that we did deliver a promise that the TikToks would find you, and it found over 115,000 of you. So, promise delivered. Uh, please keep sharing the show. Send it around to your friends. We appreciate all the positive feedback. Leave a review. Come on, you're not doing anything this weekend. Leave a review. Enjoy the show, everybody. Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. All day long, hopping and a bopping and a singing his song. All the little birds on the Oh, every one of the officials threw their, their flag and look at Pete Merrill, he's got a smile on his face. Rock and Robin, cause we're really gonna rock up tonight. Every little swallow, every It is Friday, May 21st, and it's the long weekend edition of the Flag on the Play podcast. I'm your host, Phil. Joining me as always, it's the big man in the middle. That's Owen. How's it going? It's going great. Great, wonderful. I love it. I love it. Sports. This is it's the most wonderful time of the year. You can just feel it in the air. Our third chair today, as always, the pride of Serbia. That's Alex. Beautiful time to be a sports fan. I haven't gotten up off my couch at all. Hockey, NBA. It's been electric. So we've got a wonderful show for you folks today. We do. We do. Hockey, full swing. Basketball, full swing. Baseball, starting to get that summer feel. You want to drama glove. Yeah. Drama in every sport. Yeah. Drama in every sport. But we begin as we always do. We got to cover the minor details of the greatest sport in the world, the NFL. We've been up with the heartbeat of the NFL and the signings. This news going to transcend all that. They're fixing the grass at FedEx field. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, if you want your players to perform and if you want home games to feel like home games, you're going to want to get that grass and field in, in tip-top shape. I mean, I know from personal experience when I watched the the Washington football, football team. team play. Football you almost team, messed up right there. I football almost team. messed up. It's, yeah, not the R words. It looks like they're playing in a college stadium in Minnesota. Like, it's terrible. I don't even see the logo on the field. It's just all ripped up, dirty, looks wet. And like you said, I think they, they're going to fix the sewers there or something because it looks like they have a, a sewage problem. Their field always looks like the most wet field. It's very true. Uh, here's the exact quote. It's a two-month process that involves removing and replacing the sod while renovating the drainage and irrigation systems. Little information for you guys. They're installing the game on grass. That's all one word. Game on grass technology. Same tech the Eagles use. I'm a field expert right now. Don't even try to test me. I know it all. What does that even mean? Field on? I, I, I'm not sure yet, but if you ask me in four days, I will have the answer for you. Just give me the you weekend, know what? long weekend we'll to hit the books. See ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I remember you, you, I know you have fond memories of RG3's knee ripping like a piece of spaghetti in front of our eyes. First of all, I mean, that was completely uncalled for. I'm not at all prepared, but <laughs> I actually tend to disagree with with you guys on this one. I think it's kind of like, you know, when Olympic athletes want to go, you know, when they're training to go to the Olympics or whatever, they'll go to like Colorado and play up in like a mountain. 
and yeah, like run yeah. on bikes and in the mountains. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel altitude. like you should have the worst home stadium possible so that you're ready for when you go on the road. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking like, you know, the old Oakland stadium where it was just that a baseball diamond just in the middle of the field and just yeah. like <laughs> yeah. a bunch of dirt. Like it looked like where, like where did the grass go? Like did somebody like just put the John Deere down to zero and just <laughs> go all the way across the field or what? So I'm saying maybe put it, put a, put, put a baseball diamond in there. Maybe like let the kids play, you know, it's, it helps the community out. And I think it'll ultimately help the team out because you're, you're getting a bit of a tougher experience at home. So then when you get on the road, it's like, wow, this is just so easy because the stadium, I see. I'm I so see used to playing in bad conditions. Kind of like when athletes in the off season, they like work out on the beach yeah. and then they're like running in sand. And then when they get on the field, it's much easier. Also, yeah. are you trying to say that they're maybe trying to get other teams, players to tear their ACLs on the field? I mean, I, I hey. don't think they're not trying to do that. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. I mean, we all saw RG3's injury, not to put too fine a point on it, but open raw sewage on the field can definitely, you know, it's a hazard. And it's a hazard that if you can, if you can get your guys to train on that, they can avoid, you know, the wet, the wettest spots and the, and the worst spots. But, you know, the teams like the opposing team, the visiting teams, not going to be ready for that. And, you know, the NFL is all about getting that edge, getting that advantage and winning the day. And I think that's the best thing you can do. So I, I don't know what Snyder's thinking. I don't know if he is thinking, to be honest with you, but bad move, terrible move. I think Washington really felt that pressure to build a new stadium. And because, yeah. you know, LA is just going to be taking way too many tourists. It's going to be a huge attraction. So Washington probably felt the pressure and was like, hey, we need a new stadium. We can't, can't yeah. be letting all those tourists go to LA. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, it's all about perspective. Like you look at some of these nice stadiums, like Jacksonville's got a pool on their field, right? Or on their stands. You can have raw open field. sewage on your field. Like <laughs> basically the grass is always greener, but you sometimes you got to look and say, you know what? What I have isn't actually that bad. And yeah. I think in this case, the, the Washington, they're doing pretty well for themselves. All things it considered. Makes, it makes yeah. the culture more grittier. If it if really does. All the fans yeah. are just basking in sewage water for a pool. And can I just say... <laughs> Dan Snyder, this guy is literally like what, every scandal in the book. And so it's a little bit of a deflection is what I think. A little deflection season. He's trying to get the heat off him and say, you know, what? I didn't do this. It was the field that was a problem the whole time. And I'm not going to let that slide. I'm just not going to yeah. do that. He, he strikes me as the kind of guy that once they do build the new stadium, he'd just have a huge portrait of himself, like some communist oh, shit 100%. where it'd just be, it'd just be a huge portrait of himself somewhere on the side there. And all, everyone has to pay tribute. As the logo at half. Dude, dude, yeah, yeah. Put the logo. He, he takes the old Redskin logo. Oh, sorry, whoa, my bad. Whoa, he said whoa, it. Oh, my bad. We'll cut it, that out. We'll cut that out. But it's just him, Dan Snyder's side profile with the headdress on. Because you know how he like didn't want to take the logo out? Probably. It's like revenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you spray paint something on your old high school or whatever. You ever see people who do that? Yeah. It's yeah. just Dan Snyder side profile headdress on in the middle yeah. of the field. Absolutely he had a really powerful. hard time letting go of the logo and the name. Yeah. So maybe yeah. yeah, it's an option. Hey, last field gave up a little too easy. It was a little too soft. Maybe just throw some rocks on the field this time. Make it a little tougher. And as Great. far as the pool goes, I'm saying maybe Jags make Tebow a little more comfortable. I know he's you know he was, saw the video of him arriving. He looked pretty big. Maybe just install the pool down on the sideline. He can go for a dip after a quick three and out. Why not? Just recharge the sure. body a little bit. 
Tebow's just ripping laps in the pool, like no fans in it, like quick three and out instead of, instead of going on the bike or just doing like warm up stuff. He's just in the pool, just ripping laps to stay ready. Just shows you what you kind know, of, he is determined. Yeah. He's he, as he, many people have said, he's a competitive maniac and I don't yeah. think it, it's impossible for him to do. He that. is a multi-sport athlete. So yeah, exactly. you know that's exactly sense. what Tebow would do too. He would be like kids trying to play, like with throwing the ball around and Tebow would just be, head down dude no like goggles on he's got a snorkel yeah. on he's just going lap after lap and then coach would be like tim dude you haven't played like you've played zero snaps this game he's like i know i'm just, ready though just I'm staying ready, ready. keep the muscles he's got, warm he's got the headphones on like talking with the offensive coordinator down on the field just like hey am i ready to go keeps the goggles on when he checks in what a football guy though gotta respect it absolutely and that, that was your nfl update what what a segment we really you know we cover the ins and outs of this game what is it may 21st and we've got this to a t nobody's exactly. gonna have better analysis come football season mm-hmm. than the flag on the play that's what i like to hear for for a little in-season sports though we unfortunately we got to change the dial basketball season is in full swing and the plan as far as where we're recording right now we just saw the wizards beat down the pacers five playing games they've been played one classic one game that was kind of mediocre and then three stinkers some of them were stinkers some of them were good like you said quick follow-up to anyone who was listening to the last episode and who have questions about my guarantees that washington would beat boston so really if you if you paid close attention to the last episode you would have known that I jinxed the hockey game between the Panthers and the Lightning going to OT. Yes. So you would have known that. If you were smart, you would have bet the Celtics because I am indeed a jinx master. Just putting it out there. I was trying to make you guys some money. The Charlotte Hornets game was disgusting. I was so excited. You know, Tuesday, I was ready to go. I'm like, you know, we might get a good game. Nope. Charlotte Hornets didn't show up at all. It was terrible. I was just thinking like, what if Michael Jordan was just in the locker room? Like you walk in, you just lost by 40. And he's just sitting in like a leather sofa with a cigar and whiskey in his hand, just like pissed. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was there. That would have been scary. Definitely was. <laughs> you know um, Jordan's a no-mask guy. Oh, oh, exactly. <laughs> Can't be bothered um, with that. But the Golden State and Lakers game was an absolute shaker. I love the way Curry played. thought Green was incredible. I thought he made a real impact on the game. His assists, his defense, and just getting into the opponent's head. So And I into their made, eyes. And into, and into their, their eyes. eyes. I thought he made a real difference. I mean, there's some positives and some negatives from the playing tournament, but I'm still I'm still for it at the end of the day. Yeah, me too. Guys should uh, still be fired. Yeah, guys should still Just be fired. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm I'm with the playing tournament. Lakers game was a classic. Good to see LeBron, you know, tough first half. We just erased those tapes, forget they happened. It's about the second half. It's about seeing triple and hitting the game winner. That's the GOAT oh, stuff. That's what it's about. Aim for that middle rim. That's advice for life, really. When you get the when you get the blurry vision, aim for the middle. Straight shot. Not at all lucky. Not at all lucky. Let's get that on the record. No cash. Phil Phil said one of the funniest things ever after LeBron made this comments. He said that thought LeBron was going to show up to the post game press conference in, in goggles. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's going to have the glasses. Kirk Heinrich dude. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the that would have been literally the most LeBron thing ever. Mm-hmm. would be to show up with goggles and maybe like a, just a cast for no reason, you know, because he play, probably played the whole game with a broken arm or something too. Well, it, pretty much broken hand, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. they didn't carry him out on a stretcher. After yeah, the, you could, the old John Tavares, they could have just yeah. stretched him off, seeing yeah. triple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I just loved it. was like it felt like it was like 2018 NBA again. We just saw Russell Westbrook just have a Russell Westbrook performance, shoot like 30% from the field on like 80 shots and score like 20 points somehow. And then yeah. just a bunch of rebounds and then lose the game. And then uh, obliterate a mediocre team the next game they play. Yeah. Yeah. And act yep. and act like he won the championship. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the eight seed. So, so <laughs> such a great performance. I loved seeing LeBron was, you know, LeBron was back. We got a classic Curry performance. It was just a great, I think it was just a great start to the playoffs. Just a good taste of what the NBA should be, what the NBA has been. And, and I'm just hoping for more of the same going forward. It was good. Seeing LeBron and Curry out there at the same time again, that was just, that was, that was such a treat. That was such a dandy. The fact that it was close, I mean, I was worried the Warriors were going to pull away at one point. It just all came together so beautifully for the NBA. That's what you like to see. Also, shout out, shout out to Tatum to drop in that fifty piece. I've been, I've been a big fan of his for a long time, and I don't think he, I don't think he gets enough respect around the league. I mean, he put the Celtics on his on his back and just killed the Wizards. Yeah, don't forget about Kemba at thirty two or twenty nine. Thank you, twenty nine. So big game there. Yeah, Kemba was good too. Yeah, just stunning. Westbrook, big game, disappeared like you said. Owen. Weird, weird how that works. It's really yeah. strange. Yeah, yeah it's, what a, it really is. And how Beal also had what twenty two points. Well, he's he's pretty clearly hurt. He's pretty clearly hurt. Yeah, it's it's not hard to tell. But play in overall, I'm going with success. I'm looking forward to seeing it again next year. I mean, obviously the Lakers won't be in it every year, so the ratings won't be as good. But it's it is kind of a flawed system, and I did think about it a little more and realizing that like you can't expect like high level basketball with these teams. It's really kind of hit or miss because they're all ten through seven for a reason. They're not the cream of the crop or anything so well it's nice to see him get some pub for a day the only weird thing to me was how the pacers obliterated charlotte and then boston obliterated the wizards and then when the wizards and pacers played you'd think maybe it'd be a close game but then the wizards absolutely like killed the pacers i'm you know, it was just that was that was kind of weird for me. There wasn't uh, really a close game in that sense. So the West was a little more entertaining. And full disclosure for everybody listening, the Grizzlies Warriors game is going to be played tonight from when you're hearing this, most likely. So five or six. We're just assuming the six game is going to be like the other ones. I think we've all got Golden State there. Yep. Yeah. And for the record, I think the predictions for the first four games, I think we all went two and two. Hey, eh? yeah, that's if right. I'm not mistaken. If my math is right. I believe so. I went two and zero oh in the West, and I went zero oh and two in the East. So yeah, I think Owen's right. I think I me. split one and one in both. Well, we all picked Charlotte, so that was tough. I mean, yeah, we did. We, that, that was a tough look for the flag on the play. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah, I picked the Spurs by fifty. Mistake, hand up, mistake. The, starting the game in like down twenty-two to two, that's that's not a recipe for success. But you know what? It's okay. We'll be back yeah. next year. And I mean, to be honest, we're batting 500 right now, which is would be an MLB record. So yeah, very Hall good. of Fame, excellent, excellent performance so far. Yeah, exactly. So you know yeah. what? Listen up, Pat guys. On the Pat on the back. We're close, Phil, because the Spurs like almost ended up tying it. So then at that moment, they could have went up by 50. They actually did take the lead for a bit. So there you go. Yeah. So they were at like they need they were like 48 points away from. Yeah, it was it was possible. It was definitely possible. It, it it wasn't looking good for the first three quarters, and then in the fourth, it looked possible again. Now, 
It's time for the real dance. It's time for the NBA playoffs. Fellas, I get so excited. Saturday, midday, 12 o'clock our time, that's when the first game hits. Usually it's a crappy Raptor game and it's rainy outside. You know, wow. th- that's usually what it is. Nobody likes the game. We all skip it. It's the Raptors against some like Pacers, Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn yeah, whatever. Magic. Magic. We all we all end up skipping that game. This year, Heat Bucks, absolute slapper. Three six in the East. The East has some interesting series. We're going to run through them right now. There's no better place to start than that one. First game of the playoffs, Heat versus Bucks, rematch of the bubble series. Alex, who are you taking in this series? I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think it's going to be a tight one. That's for sure. I think it's going seven games. Don't see the Bucks losing two years in a row to Miami. There's a lot of asses on the line for the Bucks organization. They've invested a lot in this team. They gave up a lot for Holiday. They paid Giannis as they should. But, you know, I think... As long as Giannis isn't on a freaking minutes restriction, they should be in good hands. I also think another key for Milwaukee is that they have to do well in the last two minutes if, if they want to win this series. We've seen them kind of choke um, in the last two minutes. They kind of have no idea of what they want to do. Giannis kind of tries to take over the game. It doesn't really go for them. And there's no Cream City jerseys for them this year. So I think that's, that's a plus any way you look at it. They don't have to wear those jerseys. I think the Heat are going to be really tough for them at the end of the day. I just it will be difficult for me to see Milwaukee losing two years in a row. I've gone back and forth on this one. It's pretty clear Milwaukee's had Miami's number this season so far. And so I was, I mean, I agree with Alex. I think it's going to go seven, but I'm going to take Miami. And I think the difference for me was really seeing Jimmy Butler's Instagram post or the Miami Heat Instagram post where Jimmy Butler is just looking like Mr. Olympia. Yep, the veins um, were popping. In case anybody yeah, didn't know. see it, you got to go look it up at Miami Heat. His veins were all over the place. Yeah, sight to behold, I'll tell you that right now. And so he's clearly on a balanced, you know, he's eating a balanced breakfast for sure. Been singing the same tune for weeks now. I think if they got their guys firing on all cylinders, meaning, you know, if, if Tyler Hero can continue to play the there way he's been playing. There it is. Tyler here. I was waiting for him to mention him. I, I thought we were going to go a segment without Owen talking about Tyler I Hero mean, when he <laughs> came to the Heat. We were so close. I mean, 10 got, seconds got, away. We got Prime Hero off the bench. We got Steroid Butler in the clutch. We got Duncan Robinson, who's just tough as nails, playing like his life depends on it right now. I, I just, I think in a seven-game series with the experience and with the leadership, I, I, I trust the Heat to get it done in, in crunch time. In a long series, I got to lean. I got to lean heat. Yeah, don't talk about Batman to bio or anything like that. No. Uh, I'm going Bucks in five, and they're, 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 not losing, they're not losing to Miami again. There's no way. They, they, they can't let that happen. If that happens, I would be stunned. Miami's kind of having the year from hell hangover. They're playing for their coach's job in Milwaukee. They're not. They're not losing this series. I. I don't see it. But I mean, it could. It has a potential to go long. I don't want to disrespect the Heat too much, but I just think Milwaukee's going to play so hard. Owen's dream is that, like, you know, those ESPN promotions where they have like one player from each team, and then it's like the X. You know, like when they face each other off. I think it's like Giannis versus Tyler Hero. I think that would make his year. That would make his year for sure. Like Curry, LeBron, they had that on Thursday. Yeah. On Wednesday. Now, Hero against Middleton. That's Owen's dream right oh, there. Wow. That's what the fans want to see. I'm not, I'm speaking for, I think, all our viewers when I say that's what we want to see. Yeah. DiVincenzo yeah. Robinson. That's what you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In the four or five, 
This is going to be a beauty. 15,000 fans allowed into Madison Square Garden. That is going to be unreal. And this is, of course, for the four-seed New York Knicks against the Atlanta Hawks. Fellas, I'm going to lead this one off. I'm going Hawks in six. I just think they're more talented. I think they're deeper. The Knicks are really hardworking. They've overachieved all season. It's obviously going to be tough to play in the garden, much tougher than to play anywhere else. But I just I think the uh, Cinderella run ends here. Atlanta's just too talented for me. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to actually go with the Knicks here. Uh, I think the MSG crowd is is basically a sixth man. They're going to have a really hard time playing on that court. I mean, Julius Randle's been unbelievable this season. I think they have really good experience with Rose, Gibson, and, and Thibodeau. A really good mix of youth youth and veteran presence. And Randle's just unstoppable. I've raved about him in basically every episode for this podcast. Though The thing that concerns me with Atlanta is that Trey Young's just probably going to try and do way too much. I think he's going to try and take over the games, going to make some stupid decisions, not always make the right play, maybe take too many threes. He's going to start pulling up from half. That's the type of thing he does. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Alex for sure on this one. I've got the I've got the Knicks and I've got them in six. I think they're a really good defensive team. And I think obviously we know that in the playoffs, scoring kind of goes down a little bit and defenses tend to, to step up a little bit more. And I think in a defensive battle, I, I unless, you know, obviously Trey Young could have a few insane games and they could end up pulling out a win, but I trust the Knicks defense to kind of carry them over Atlanta. Well. Me against everybody, just the way I like it. The other two, I think we're all going to be the same here. I won't, I don't think we'll spend too much time on it. The Nets are literally using promo codes to try to get people to buy tickets to their playoff games. I don't know if you guys saw that. They literally need to put sales by promo codes to sell their tickets. With that being said, I am still picking the Nets in four over the Celtics. Is anybody in disagreement? I think the Celtics steal a game. I think Tatum goes crazy. So I got five. Yeah, but I yeah, agree with thing. I agree with though. And either it'll be four zero or it'll be four one. I think Tatum could definitely steal a game. But it is it is sad that they have to use promo codes to sell tickets. Well, well the Knicks sell out fifteen thousand. Yeah, that's, Take, that's a, a tough look. Of, taking a page out of DoorDash and Uber Eats books there with the promo codes <laughs> and all that. So yeah, that's that's never a comparison you want to have. Nope. Sixers yeah. Wizards Wizards got the win tonight. I playoff Russ, I think we'll be back in full force starting on Sunday. So oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to pick the Sixers in four there. I've got a lot of short, quick series out in the East, but I'm taking the Sixers in four. Yeah, same here. Yeah, that's typical with the East to get those uh, short series because after like the sixth seed, teams aren't great. I'm also going to take the Sixers here because uh, maybe maybe the Wizards steal a game. I think Beal and Westbrook, they think they're on the level of, of Simmons and Embiid and, you know, they think of themselves as some oh, of the top, top on the level. Players. They think they're above the level. They think they're above the level. That's <laughs> right. You. Yeah. Thank you for that correction. They, they might steal a game, man. They'll be jacking up shots. They'll have, they'll have confidence. Like Phil was saying, I'm, ex- I'm expecting to see some playoff rust. Like in 2017, when him and Paul George played together and he literally took like 50 shots in a playoff game. Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to go and take 50 shots and Bradley be able to put up four shots and That's then right. lose by 30 points. That's what, That's I'm, what I'm ready I'm for it too. Yeah. We need a little little CJ Miles, Paul George action there where they're down by like one and Westbrook gets the ball and just jacks the shot when it was supposed to go to Beal the whole time. And then <laughs> Beal's like, I need to get the ball in that situation. Okay, he does the he does the Lou Williams just run in front of the inbound, catch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
he uh, just decides to inbound the ball. He just does the off the back to himself every time. Yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> the little flick. Yeah. And uh, Scott Brooks probably has no problem with him doing that because I feel like Scott Brooks is a little scared of West. Yeah, I would definitely. He's a, he's definitely letting Russ call the plays. Don't worry about that. So that's why that's why we're going Sixers and four. We'll roll the West quickly here for round one. Uh, we'll start in the four five two because that's the first game out west. That's the Clippers and the Mavericks. I think this is going to be a pretty fun series. Owen, who are you picking there? Uh, I've got the I've got the Clippers in this one. I think it'll go to six. I just think the Clippers are in a similar situation to the Bucks, like we talked about, where it's kind of must win. And I think you know, obviously, it's a similar team, but I think they've definitely improved from the team last year with the addition of guys like Ibaka and Kennard and whatnot. So uh, I like their I like their bench. I like their Obviously, they're two stars. Paul George, like we've talked about a couple times on the podcast, has played like a, a top five NBA player at times this season. So. And NFL. And NFL. And NFL. Probably could, not going to lie. But at the same time, I mean, I like Dallas. I like Luka to, to kind of, you know, Luka Magic to take a couple maybe. But I just think the Clippers are just a better team. They're a better constructed team. And I think they, they have the experience. I think I like them to get it done yeah. in this situation and hopefully get deeper than the. I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. I, I think it's the same situation as the Bucks. I think it's actually a pretty good matchup for the Clippers. They've angled their way to avoid the Lakers, and I think they kind of wanted this matchup. Last year, they could have taken them a little more handily than they did. I think this is a pretty light series for them. I got them in five. Doncic is spectacular, but alone, he's just not enough in my mind, and the Clippers are going to be pretty motivated to – I mean, they're not going to let their foot off the gas anymore. Like, it's pretty clear. They know that they can't do that again. Yeah, piggybacking off what Phil said, like, putting their foot on the gas, I think the series is a wrap. I don't think – I think it's going to be, like, 4-0. I don't think think Dallas is going to win a game just because the Clippers are motivated, I think. I don't think they can afford – they don't want to lose two, three games to Dallas. I mean, if you're going to lose two, three games to Dallas, you have no chance against the Lakers. You have no chance against – I don't know who else. I think they're facing then Utah or whoever wins in that series. Yeah, it would be Utah or probably the Warriors. Exactly. Yeah. So and and I've watched Luca towards the end of the season. He looks so worn out to me. Uh, he was playing a game against Toronto and he was constantly grabbing, pulling on his shirt, hands on his knees, barely playing. Um, I think they go through him way too much. They rely on him way too much, and yeah. I don't think he can handle that. Porzingis isn't reliable. Who knows if he'll even play half of the series? And I think Clippers are just ready to kill if uh, I'm not picking the Clippers for sure to go to the finals, but if they're serious, I mean, they, they shouldn't be messing around with Dallas. They should beat them 4-0. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you there the whole way. Second series out in the West, I believe it's a Saturday night tip in Denver. That would be the Nuggets and the Blazers. I feel like this is a really close one. I could see it going either way. Alex, I know you probably feel a way about that. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Nuggets here. I, I think it could be close. Um, stunner. 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 Surprise. Uh, I didn't think you boys saw that one coming. Yeah, I don't think Portland can stop uh, Jokic. They don't play any defense. I think Porter's going to be great. I feel like this is a Porter type of series where he really takes over in some games. Portland's probably just going to be trash as usual because I've had false hope for like the last five years that they could do something and they never do. And I think uh, I think the Nuggets also just have more experience, a little more confidence because they were in the conference finals. 
And uh, yeah, I just straight up don't trust Portland. Fair enough. I'm even giving you no reason to trust them. That being said, I'm going with the Blazers in seven. I don't think the Nuggets have the guard play to get them there. And I, I think the Trailblazers defense has been a little better with Nurkic out there. Porter's obviously going to have a big series because that's the type of guy that they just literally cannot stop. They don't have anybody who they could even try to throw at him. But I think the guards are just going to be a little too overpowering. I think it's a little too much offense for Denver to handle. Owen, are you going to break the tie here? Uh, I am. And I'm going to have to agree with Alex again on this one. I like Denver in this matchup. I think we're forgetting how good Jokic is and how dominant he's been. And I just see him being too much of an issue, especially with the way, you know, Michael Porter's been playing as well in a complimentary role. I like them to beat the Blazers. And I also agree with you guys. I think it'll be close. Probably a seven-game series. I, I like the Nuggets to, to win it. And just quick on Portland, you know, they have all these stars. They have Lillard, they have McCollum, Anthony, all these guys. But everyone's forgetting about Powell, only guy with the ring. Only guy with the ring, made it to the finals. Shout out, Raptors. You're welcome, Portland. If Portland does get far, it's because of Powell and his playoff experience. Powell. Just a beast. The real playoff P. There you go. Well, little, you got to work the Raptors in there somehow, you two. I, I respect the hustle. Respect the hustle. It looks like I would guess it would be Golden State in the eight. Again, we don't know. Could be Memphis. We'll just say it's Golden State for the purpose of this conversation. Either way, I'm going to take Utah. I think it would go probably six or seven if it was against Golden State, but I just think Utah has a way to counterpunch every attack. I like like eight of their guys. I think they can be able to run a pretty solid playoff lineup. I'm not picking them to make the finals, but I'd like them to get out of this round. Yeah, I agree. I think like you're kind of, kind of alluding to there, I think their depth is going to be tough to overcome. And, I mean, we've seen teams like the Raptors' depth, especially in the playoffs, makes a huge difference when you have those guys coming off the bench that can really make a difference and score and fill it up for your team. One thing that the Warriors have struggled with all year is, is that depth because they're, you know, outside of Wiggins, who's been playing well, you know, they're maybe their third option on offense is probably just Juan Toscana-Anderson or maybe Jordan Poole. JTA. <laughs> like, I love, I love myself some Juan. But he, if he's your true third option, you're, you're going to struggle in a seven-game series or a, a six-game series. So I, I like the uh, I like the Jazz. I think we're discount. A lot of people are discounting them just because they're the Jazz. But I mean, they have the best record in the NBA in the regular season. They've got great depth. They've got you know potential defensive player of the year. So I, I like them to win in probably seven. I would say. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jazz too, though. I don't think it'll go to seven, though. I think it'll go to five or six just because of the depth that the Jazz have. They're going to get Donovan Mitchell back. He's an unbelievable star. He's so fun to watch. Utah, Utah can for sure match Golden State in terms of the three. Utah's a great three-point shooting team. I also think that Golden State plays really small. I'm not sure how they plan on defending Gobert. I'm guessing they're going to have to give Looney like huge minutes, but... I think it's a, like a lob to go bare, like every third possession. You can get a lot of easy points that way. They play, like we've talked about a little bit, like that 2014 Spurs ball almost. They really move the ball around fast, get open shots. Clarkson's huge for them. He's been great. So I, I think Utah should win this pretty easy. Yeah. Steph, Steph could steal a game though, for sure. But I think Utah's got it. Boy, Curry's sure amazing. Used to be a hater. I Yep, I used to be a hater too, but can't disrespect greatness. I couldn't say it better myself. Speaking of can't disrespect greatness, Lakers in five over Phoenix is what I've got. Uh, this is I like Phoenix, but this is the worst possible matchup for them. They don't have the size to check what the Lakers have. I 
just I don't like this matchup at all. While I respect everything they've done, this is the worst possible break they could have had. I know the Lakers have had some concerns here in the stretch run, but I just believe in their ability to peak when the time is right. They got the number one defense in the NBA. I just don't think Phoenix is going to be able to match up with them down low. I, I agree again with you, Phil. You know, we got LeBron and we got playoff LeBron. I think he, we've mentioned this before on the pod, but I think the whole team, especially LeBron, they have this kind of ability to just, when playoff time comes, to kind of kick into an extra gear. I like the I like the Lakers in this one as well, in a five or six. I, I could go, I'll go six on this one, just because give credit to the number two overall seed. But. Boys, Phoenix gets its revenge on the Lakers franchise. The Lakers franchise has <laughs> Stop. tormented. Stop. The Lakers. Lakers franchise has tormented Phoenix for so long, for years and years. This is the year. Chris Paul, baby. You know what? I think Phoenix has a chance to go to the finals. Chris Paul is going to take over this series. Lakers had a tough time handling Golden State there a little bit. I think Davis and LeBron, they don't look 100% to me. Davis is always grabbing onto something, always hands on knees, all that type of stuff. LeBron's shot was lucky last night. Because out of those three rims, he chose to shoot to the middle one. Feels like Phoenix is just going to get their revenge, man. Imagine if LeBron chose the left hoop and it just went six feet to the left and like missed everything. Oh my God. Thanks, bro. He would have Le- claimed he was blind. <laughs> dude, I need LeBron. <laughs> I need LeBron to show up to the next game and play it with an eye patch, dude. Oh, <laughs> like wow. pirate, if they lost, like he would patch, for dude. sure be playing with the Horace Grants. <laughs> yeah, he would. Round one is going to be very exciting. We're all looking forward to it, but since it is the start of the playoffs, we might as well just do it now. We got championship predictions. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna stick with my initial prediction. I'm not. I'm not a quitter. You're not I'm a quitter. Go, I'm not a quitter. I'm committed. I'm going Lakers to go to the West, Brooklyn Sixers final. But I also got. I also got the Nets coming out of there. So I just similar to the Lakers. I think star power makes a big difference, and, and a lot of those guys have proven their value in the playoffs. I just think when all three are together, they're, they're a force we reckon with, and I like them to come out of the East. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks and the Sixers, boys. Wow. Bucks and the Sixers. The Bucks I'm hater thinking, is changing his team. Bucks hater, I'm changing. I think I have a feeling, and I think uh, Bucks are going to go to the finals. Wow. Huge. That, that is, so we got three different teams coming out of the East. Look at us go. Talk about variety. Talk about winning no matter what happens. The flag on the play was right about the Eastern Conference. Unless exactly. it's the Hawks, you know? Yeah. Couldn't or you the, see the no Hawks? <laughs> if uh, Trey Young puts his glasses on and is on the court, then yeah. And cuts his hair, goes bald. Bald Trey Young would be nasty. That would look tough. <laughs> it already looks tough. So, you know, yeah. he's got two choices. Yeah. In the West, I got the Clippers and the Lakers meeting there. And. Again, last year, the Clippers, if they were going to play the Lakers, they were going to have a tough time handling Davis. I know they added Ibaka, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I just got the Lakers in five or six there. The Lakers role players are peaking at the right time, fellas. Kuzma's looking really good. Caruso was great last night. Wesley Matthews was looking good. I don't know. I like the rhythm. I like the way this is looking. Arrested LeBron. I think the Lakers are going to get there again. I got got Clippers' sons. (laughs) <laughs> with a Suns, with a Suns Bucks final, that's an absolute shaker. Nick Wright would love a final oh. of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Phoenix, Arizona in the finals. 
that is, and I got the Suns winning it all, baby. Time wow. for Chris Paul to get that ring. Wow. That is literally the most Nick Wright finals pick I've ever heard in my life. Just the two most contrarian picks, I feel like. It's going to so, happen. Wow. You would love that. Alex's dream bracket involves the Bucks and the Suns meeting yeah. the NBA finals. Yeah. Uh, I'm stunned. Yeah, that's getting less viewers than probably playoff hockey, not going to lie. Yeah, oh yeah. The Stanley Cup finals of Carolina against Vegas is going to pull in more than that. That's oh yeah, we'll get... Jays and Red Sox on a Wednesday night will get more views than that, probably. Absolutely. Oh, and you're picking a Nets Lakers finals. Do I have that I right? Am. I am. I had to. I had to just. I had to stick with my guns, and I think for the same reasons, basically, I like I'll, everything we've said about the Lakers. I think they got that second gear. I think they've looked good. I mean, obviously, LeBron is always hurt, and he's always just not and never at a hundred percent, and he's always just suffering. But he's. As we know, he he's a warrior. He just fights through it because that's because he's got the heart of a champion. So yep, James Gang hashtag yeah, James SFG. Gang. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure we'll hear a lot about all the things he's suffering from, but uh, and more than anything, I like LeBron to, to make it out of the West. You mean win the championship? I mean, I guess we'll just have to cross that bridge when I, when we get to it. You're not making a finals winner then. You're just you're just gonna rock out with you know middle ground. Could be Lakers, could be Nets. That's what you're gonna go with. Are we making finals picks today? It seems kind of early. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Owen's picking the Lakers and the Nets to tie for the championship. Kevin yep. Durant holds it up with his right hand. LeBron holds it up with his left hand. Good prediction right there. That's right. That's the analysis you come here for. Let's go <laughs> in depth, baby. Mine. I got Sixers Lakers. Twenty years since the 01 finals, so it would be a little bit of a rematch. I think it goes a distance, but you know me. I got to rock with my guy. Lakers in seven. I think it'll be close. We've got all the bases yeah. covered. Alex is picking Phoenix. I'm picking Lakers. Owen picks a Nets Lakers tie. Tie. That's, I mean, there's no way we lose. That's the whole point. That's why we're doing this. If we all just pick the Nets, what's the point? One of us, we're going to, we might lose, but this way, there's no way we lose. Exactly. That's... We covered the bases. Way to go, yeah. guys. I Wait, mean, can we all just pick? Like a like a just a tie in the finals gives me a better chance. I'm picking a Bucks Suns uh, tie. There you go. A Bucks Suns tie. That is easily one of the worst. That would be one of probably the worst finals ever. I I, I might skip that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll watch the fourth quarter on Sports yeah. Center. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lastly, a really truly spectacular thing happened over the course of the last week. A man. Changed the entire world's perception of him in a less than 24 hour span. So I want to give a big congratulations to our boy Kwame Brown, friend Sorry. of the show. Now we are huge Kwame friends, Kwame, Kwame fans, DH gate, dude, you got to Do send me thing. some Kwame yeah. jerseys, man. I need every single one. I want it decking the walls behind me. This is a Kwame Brown podcast. This yes, man sir. held in 20 years of emotion. And let it all out in like a five-hour span. My guy, I mean, he just went on a tear. As we're speaking right now, we decided to post a video of Kwame Brown to our TikTok. And if if this if this video didn't find you, I don't know what will at this point. We, we, told, we told you that our TikToks would find you. We are a guarantee podcast. That was our original guarantee. What did it do? It found 100,000 of you. To be, to be exact, 
109,000 views. Unbelievable. We're, we're up to around uh, 80, 8,300 likes. And yeah, thank you, Kwame, for, for just helping us out here, putting our name out there. We appreciate it. For all you other guys, too, we got, uh, we got, we got other TikToks, too. You guys can help blow them up. We got other TikToks, so it's not Go just like the Kwame them. one. At the Flag Matt. Podcast. Exactly. We got a little Matt Barnes uh, response. We got a little LeBron shot in there. Uh, we got some baseball. So we're covering it all. And and just thank you to Kwame Brown. What a beast. We love it. Owen, do you have anything to add about Kwame? No, it was just it was a great. It was great to see him just getting all that emotion out, like you were saying. I mean, my experience with Kwame Brown was basically a Stephen A. clip where he just calls him a bum. And I was like, oh, this guy's like an absolute loser. And I was just expecting him to like come out and like not look at the camera and kind of like maybe mumble his words out. Yeah, you know hoodie I mean? up, hoodie yeah, up, hoodie up. Like maybe yeah. be some hair over his eyes. You know what I mean? Maybe he's got XXX in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe a little juice world. Yeah. But no, I think he's uh, he's a big boy now. He's not he's not a baby. I think he demonstrated that he proved it to us. So big Kwame Brown fan. He might be coming on our next episode to discuss it. Yeah, you stay never tuned. Know. Yeah. Big just, ups to Kwame. Yeah. I just love you, Kwame. Going, just going after everyone's head. I mean, Matt Barnes and like you said, Owen, Stephen A. Smith were victims of his wrath. Um, so yeah, we're a Kwame Brown podcast. We accept zero, and I say this clearly, zero Kwame slander yeah. on the pod. And yeah, yeah, one day we'll 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 get him on the pod. And personally, I would not want to be on the receiving end of, of Kwame Brown's roast. That just looked tough for Matt Barnes and Stephen A and anyone involved in the NBA. So he's I mean, a excellent roaster. So don't get in his way. Yeah, credit where credit's say- due. I would say maybe, you know, at this point, his career is looking just, it's so revived. Maybe Urban Meyer, maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars take a look at him. Yeah. Head end spot. We'll take it over to the world of baseball quickly. Fellas, we like baseball, but it's mainly said it's an old man sport. We're bringing it to the young guys right here. Here's what you need to know. The other night, this guy on the White Sox, big guy, call him the Yerminator, having a really good breakout season, up 3-0 in the count. They're up 15-4 in the game. A position player's pitching. He smokes it, sends it to center field. Next day, thrown at, well, thrown behind. Guy kicked out. Manager comes out, says he deserves it. Old manager, you know him, Tony Larusa. A pitcher came to Yermin's defense, the Yerminator, and he said, if you don't like it, the Twins should just put a reliever in there. Make sure that doesn't happen again. Tony LaRussa responded to that by saying, uh, Lance Lynn has a locker and I have an office. So that's the way to win over the clubhouse. He's already 77 years old. So he's, you know, fighting an uphill battle, but just let him know you're in control and uh, all the young guys will fall in line. In their season right now, because this is, or at least fire their manager, because this is a disgrace. I mean, for those of you who aren't aware, so let me just, elaborate a little bit on what Phil was saying. So like on the mound, right. You're up. What was it? 15 to three or 15 to 15 to four, 15 to four. And so they put up Williams Astudio, right? He's this big fat Venezuelan guy. He's a position player. He's literally pronunciation. That was very good. He's played every position on the field. So he's played catcher, first base, second base, shortstop, everything, right. Even pitcher as we saw. And and I just want to be clear. This guy was throwing 46 mile per hour meatballs. He was just like, they had a Steph Curry arc going to the going to the plate 
They and did. so you might think, oh, like poor guy, like he can't pitch. No, this guy, he has he has in the past thrown 80 to 85 mile, mile per hour heaters. So this guy can throw the baseball better than 45 miles an hour. Yet the one time he actually threw his fastball, his 85, 86 mile per hour fastball, he got batted around, right? And so what does he do? Now he just throws these 45 mile per hour meatballs and he expects people not to hit him. I just think it's ridiculous because for those of you who don't know the custom, the unwritten, it's not a written rule. Obviously it's an unwritten custom unwritten rule is that if you're up big in a game and you're ahead in the count three Oh, the custom is to take a pitch or basically if let the pitcher throw a strike right down the middle and just take it without swinging. And what your mean did was take a swing at this 45 mile per hour meatball, which I mean, was not even that right down the middle. It was, you know, on the outside corner and he hit it for a home run. So I just think it's ridiculous. If you're not, if you're going to put up a position player there who obviously isn't a pitcher and who obviously isn't somebody that you're expecting to get outs and he's not even going to throw his good stuff. He's going to throw meatballs. You can't expect the player not to do anything. Like if you're not even going to try then like, what do you expect? I think it's just absurd. And I think the reaction of LaRusso to say it's okay to, to have his player thrown. I mean, we've seen how, what, what can happen when players get thrown out. We saw Kevin Pillar literally got his face absolutely mangled. That was tough. Like, you know, you're not going to, if that happens to your, if, if, if LaRusso is like, you know what, I think we know what's going to happen and that's just what's going to have to happen. And then your mean gets, Duffy hits your mean in the face and that happens. Can you imagine how much of a goon you look? I just think it's so stupid, super hypocritical. If you don't want them to hit a home run, maybe put a position player out there or maybe put a reliever out there or maybe tell your position player to actually throw a fastball, which he actually can throw and not put up 40 mile per hour freeze, you know, meatballs. It's just, yeah. As a, uh, as a baseball fan, grinds my gears. Yeah. No, I, I agree with all you boys. Tony Larusa. La I mean, what a party pooper. Holy. I'm, I'm, I'm all for running up the score, beating the brakes off the other team. It's, it's not the White Sox problem that the twins ran out of pitchers and they had to put in a position player. You're paid to play. You're not, you're not paid to not get your feelings hurt. And, um, and then he's also okay with, with his players getting hurt with, with his players getting like 90 to a hundred mile per hour uh, balls uh, thrown at them. And you say that's okay. I mean, he probably sucks to play for. I don't know who wants to play for him. Um, he's probably lost the locker room at this point. And uh, you know what, Mercedes, you, Eurominator, keep keep hitting those bombs, man. He leads the AL in, in batting average. And uh, I feel like baseball players get their feelings hurt quite often. So uh, I, I'm, I'm all for just just if, if the other team can't compete, well, that's too bad for them. They shouldn't. Uh, they should forfeit the game. Do what you need to do. But if you're just gonna cry that you're getting beat by more than ten runs, that's that's no one else's problem but your own. I agree. I agree. It's, it's, you go ahead, Phil. Well, I was just gonna say it's tough that uh, this guy thinks he can come in and boss around this team. Like this is a really young team. It's an exciting team. Time yeah. is kind of now for the White Sox, and they've, you know. Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf brought in this absolute clown show of a manager who's just making a sideshow out of the whole thing, and mm-hmm. they're going to waste this window they've got here. It's just kind of sucky to see because it's yeah. a team that's gone without major success for a while here. I mean, remember when Chris Sale was just barging in the locker room, cutting up their jerseys because they weren't playing with the jerseys he wanted to play with? I mean, yeah. that's the most memorable White Sox moment of the last 10 years. Like, I mean, also, really perfect game, but... if. If yeah, had a, maybe the perfect game too. I, mean, I guess I was like, oops, yeah, that's okay though. Yeah. 
<laughs> I've also I've also had a tremendous experience with baseball within the last couple months. And you know, if you're just a casual fan, you don't really know if you like baseball. You don't know if it's for you. Look, download MLB the show. Doesn't have to be 21. It can be MLB 20, MLB 19, doesn't matter. Just get in the game, put that control in your hand and just start playing. Trust me, changes your whole view on baseball. Absolute banger of a game. I love baseball now, even more than I did before that. And and just just do it. Telling you, I'm I'm telling you from personal experience, it's an absolutely killer, killer, great time of a vibe, and uh, and you won't regret it. Yeah. yeah. In the words of my significant other, the show is the worst thing that has ever happened to our relationship. Everybody out there, buy the show, download the show. This game will change your life. Yeah. Go ahead, Owen. Yeah. And a couple more things with this thing. So Larusa, right? He's this—he's obviously a, he's been in the game for a long time. He's won three World Series. One of those World Series, he won with Lance Lynn, or at least he played with him for a long time. The pitcher who also called him out. So I mean, way to show loyalty to your guys, to the guy you've been with most of your career. Or yeah, well, most I mean, of his career. At the end of the day, he he has a locker, and Tony yeah, he has does an have office. So, so factual statement. So congrats, Tony, Attaboy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations on your nice locker, dude. Yeah. Or your office, dude. I bet it's sick. <laughs> yeah um but you know in the post-game presser tony la Russa goes yeah i was in the i ran he says i ran to the top step of the dugout and i said take 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 i tony mean the russa running to the top yeah, of the stairs has like, got to be the run. slowest <laughs> thing in yeah. the world you cannot run you heard it here first we just were fact check flag on the play fact check false that's did not happen if you can if flag on the play roll call if you can find the video of him running i would love 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 to see that so please please do so absolute bum there and the other thing is one more thing on your mean is is this guy gets paid by his statistics right so if he if he if he's purposefully not hitting a home runs when he can hit home runs he's gonna get paid less especially if his contract goes to arbitration where literally it's like a it's like a court case essentially where where a judge determines based on his stats how much his salary should be and so if he hits more home runs obviously his stats are better and therefore he gets paid more so it affects directly his career so you know what i think tony somebody should maybe you know tony la russa should maybe he, he said you know in this situation we're just going to send up pitchers he's going to send up pitchers to hit so he doesn't his he, so he doesn't have to tell his actual batters not to try he can just put in pitchers who can't hit so i say you know what tony maybe you can go pinch hit and maybe you can go get, let Duffy hit you. Let Duffy yeah. hit you. Take one for your team. You want to take credit for it? You want to take? You want to tell him when to take and when to not take in a three zero count? This guy's when he's, dude, but he's a big boy. If you're gonna take responsibility for that, you need to take responsibility for what he did, and you need to go in there, take the hundred mile per hour heater to the back, and we'll see. We'll see how you like it then. So, wow, my goodness. You know what? I was gonna say a little little thing there towards the end, but I'm just gonna. That was amazing stuff by Owen. I think no. we just moved on. You don't want to great. follow that. You don't want to play shortstop for the Yankees after Jarek Jeter retired, and you don't want to follow that. Way to go, Owen. Take it hard. That's the way. Dude, I had to get that off my chest, boys. Sorry. For the fans. Love it. Love it. Don't say sorry. Quick don't aside, not a lot of analysis coming here, but if you're not watching round one of the hockey playoffs, you are missing out. This stuff is like crack, man. You cannot stop once you start. These games are addicting. A lot of the games have been close. To, you know, last year was tough because – 
these series, they just kind of get dropped into this bubble and there's no animosity between the teams. There's kind of slow pace at the beginning. They got to get their legs under them this year. Everybody's played each other so many times that the animosity is already there. There's scrums, there's crowds. If you're not watching this, you're missing out. So by extension, Owen's missing out. So if you want to be a chump like Owen, don't watch the hockey playoffs. If you want to be a winner like me and Alex, you want to watch these. Hockey's been so unbelievable. I've enjoyed every series. Every series has been great to watch. It's I don't know how to describe it. Like you just you just have to watch it to to see for yourself. I mean, overtime, overtime winners. There's fights. There's unbelievable hits. Betting on it's I mean a thrill. So I just I've I've been loving loving the playoffs, and it looks like Vegas is gonna go up two uh, one in the series here. I think. Yep, and yep. Um, my prediction's still looking good. There you go. Vegas is still alive. Owen, you wished for the failure of the Capitals, and the other night you got just that. I don't know if you saw it. Goalie yeah. leaks out, kind of forgets that the game's going on, and bang, Bruins win. So that guy who came into our comment section talking reckless, uh, karma. Tough to be he's, you, buddy. He's quiet now. He's yeah. quiet now. Yeah, where you at now, buddy? Yeah. No, nope, that's bad juju. We don't talk bad about Mike Smith on this show. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, my initial prediction was uh, Caps in five, and it's looking like that's pretty much what's going to happen. So, uh, Caps to lose in you five. Mean, yes, right. Caps lo- Bruins yeah. in five. Caps to lose in five. So, looks like that's pretty much what's going to happen. So, if you want to just lock in your bets now, um, feel free because that's you got another. That's a flag on the play guarantee. Is Bruins in five? Looks like that's what's gonna happen. So. I mean, look at the look at the Caps fan. I mean, you talk shit on our posts, and look what what happens. You're basically out of the playoffs now at this point. I mean, yeah. Bruins are killing killing Washington. So, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't advise you to to talk bad on our on our posts or anything. Yeah, don't do it. Never know what could happen to your favorite team. Just saying, we might have some powers that be, fellas. It's the return, bozo of the week, Alex. Who really stood out to you this week as a next my, level bozo? My big bozo of the week is Mr. Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues. So, you know, everyone's getting ready for their playoff series. Everyone's doing their whatever, pre-match interviews, all that stuff. And he straight up says that they would beat Colorado in this series. No problem. Couple days later, they're down freaking two games to Colorado. I've watched I've watched some of those games, and St. Louis does not match Colorado's play to any extent. I mean, Colorado's no, all not close at any point. At any at point, any. have I thought to myself, "Wow, St. Louis is in this series." It's an absolute joke. Colorado's on them from the jump. Um, it's 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 a tough look, and you know what? For some reason, the Blues have been oddly, you know, cocky for a team that hasn't been that great since they won the Stanley Cup. Like, they're just, they're very confident, but I don't know, they haven't backed it up. They lost to Vancouver last year. Um, I mean, Colorado's, Colorado might just sweep them this year, too. Like, I remember Bennington went after, like, the whole Sharks team during the regular season because someone hurt his feelings. So, yeah, they kind of look like a soft team over there, man. You know, talking all that crap, and then now you're down 2-0 in the series, and, yeah, it's not looking good for St. Louis. No, not good. I'm going to check in next year because I know Owen's got an absolute slapper coming third, and, again, I don't want to follow him. My bozo of the week is we the people. 
we the people as a nation, we deserve Bozo of the Week because there's a little thing out there that I don't know if everybody suffers from it or if it's just me, but I call it Steph Curry syndrome. When Steph Curry started getting hot and everybody, oh my God, I love Steph Curry. Oh my God, Steph Curry's so good. I hated Steph Curry. I couldn't stand him. If enough people tell me something's amazing, I want to hate it. And then when it fails, I feel good. So we, the people, are going to do the same thing. And I'm seeing it right now, and it's happening with Shohei Otani. These people, they brag about him nonstop. They're like, oh, you aren't watching the Angels, man? No, I'm not watching the Angels. Dude, I don't care about the Angels. Baseball is a local sport. I could care less what the guy is doing. I know he's amazing. I know he's spectacular, all this stuff. But Jeff Passan stopped tweeting about him. The Mets players, one of the guys literally said, does he have to be better looking than me too? What are you guys doing? Play the game. J.J. Watt, of course, J.J. Watt couldn't just sit this one out. He's got a tweet about how good Shohei Otani is. Kevin Durant's talking about trading for him in the show. I've had enough of this. Shohei Otani, I want to like you, but you're getting Curry syndrome, and I don't like it. So we the people, Bozo of the Week, tape of the lap, guys. I'm muting the words Shohei Otani on my Twitter. Whatever he does from here on out, I won't know. <laughs> Still no updates on that trade. Uh, we said we'd break it to you if there were any, um, if there was any information on that trade that Kevin Durant made. But I actually saw a funny tweet, if I could just squeeze it in here quick. It was like, you know, the Angels have these great players in Otani and Trout, and then they're just hitting, like, homer after homer after homer. They're making all these incredible plays. And then, I mean, after the game, they just, like, lose 8-3. It's just typical <laughs> Angels baseball. I thought that was a great tweet. They And like you said, they keep showing all these Trout highlights, all these Otani highlights, and then they just, like, lose, like, out of their like yeah. next 10, they lose like six or seven. So yeah, just typical Angels baseball. Yeah. It's actually like remarkable because like Otani's, I think his ERA is like 2.01 or something like that. Like he's doesn't give up runs when he pitches. And, and he's, he's like has leading the most MVP home runs in the league. Runners. Yeah. And they lose every, like they're so bad. Like I just don't <laughs> think the Angels are capable of winning baseball games. They've had like, Mike Trout for 10 years for 10 and years. they haven't made the playoffs. Dude, they have Anthony Rendon, who is at one point probably a top 10 MLB player. Yeah. You know, and not like 10 years ago, like Albert Pujols, like recently, like he's good. Yeah. Otani's unreal. And they're like, six I, games under 500. I want to know why, dude. Like, what is it? They're just a disaster. They cut they cut Albert Pujols, but he wasn't even asking to play all game all the games. Tough, tough look for the Angels. <laughs> Owen, Man. what you got at the top of the Bozo list this week? So my Bozo of the week this week is Drake. So for all of the fans at home who watched the Warriors Lakers playing game, I'm sure they saw Drake. I know you know. It was, he wasn't really shown much except for like the 50 times they panned to him on, on his courtside seats. So it might have been, you know, it was pretty easy to miss him. But yeah, he was he was he was there and he was sitting courtside and he did cheer for the Lakers. I know the broadcast did do a good job of showing that, but uh, I just want to point out here a little bit of a timeline. I want to give lay out a little bit of a timeline for the viewers here. So I was reading a bit about Drake and his fandom, right? And so we all know he's a big Raptors fan. Yep. Massage yep. the coach's shoulders one time. Yeah, and then, yeah, he did. In 2015, he becomes close to Steph and Draymond and, and KD. And later, in I think 2016, 2017, he actually gets LeBron, sorry, not LeBron, he gets KD and Steph's numbers tattooed on his forearm, or on his bicep. Yeah. So he actually has tattoos of both their numbers on his arm. He has trolled Steph on Twitter, as we know, with the, with the uh, 
I think it was the clipping of his his like his hair or his lint or something like that. He was trying to sell, so something yeah, stupid. Sold his lint. Yeah. Yeah, he sold his lint. He was trying to troll him a little bit. All right. Remember when he had um, the lint roller? Yeah. Yeah. 2016, he posted a photo trolling LeBron. He said, flying home for game four. And it's a picture of LeBron crying. He's played concerts with Warriors jerseys on. In this one photo, he where he has KD and Steph's number tattooed on his arm, like the photo where he kind of it's kind of shown for the first time. He's wearing a LeBron high school jersey, so you know, make, mixed up signals there. And then after getting hated on for being a bandwagoner, he says, "Man, I just love the sport. I have friends on different teams. Proud of them today. Stop watching man so closely." So, so stop Drake, watching I'm, man so closely, dude. What yeah. are you doing? So I'm going to, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to watch man very closely and I'm going to say, choose your team and just stick with your team. Like we don't see Spike Lee going to every single Orlando magic game. You know what I mean? Like we don't need to see Adam Sandler E40 at every single Lakers game. Like choose your team and stick with it. You don't need to choose it. And like, if you're going to be a Curry fan, be a Curry fan. Don't just be, don't be a LeBron fan when you want to be a LeBron fan. Like, what are you doing? You have his number tattooed on your arm. You're not going to go and be a Lakers fan out of nowhere and root against the Warriors. Like, what are you doing? Maybe just it's, maybe yeah. it's Seth Curry's number. Ever think of that? I have not think of, thought about that, but I am thinking about it now. And that is possible. I'm going to go ahead and say probably not likely, but possible. And either way, if it is Seth, Seth Curry's number, go cheer for the 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 Sixers, dude. I don't I don't want you just stay away from other teams besides the Raptors. Just stay away. If you want to buy a courtside seat, that's fine. I just don't want to hear you. Just sit there. Just chill out. Spike Lee, I think, it's probably ir- irresistible to to be a Magic fan. Somehow he 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 isn't. But I mean, to, he'd probably love to throw on that orange jersey they came yeah. out with this, yeah. this year. I mean, it's irresistible. Dude, I have magic fever for sure. I have oh. magic fever. I mean, who doesn't? We all do. I mean, I feel like if you're a celebrity and you like go out in public a lot, the magic jersey is probably the last jersey you want to get caught in. It could be true. Little little celebrity advice from Owen. Yeah. Little, little celebrity advice. Lastly, as we always do on a Friday morning, no conclusive evidence. Take that we have put no thought, no effort into. I'll bat lead off this week. I'll do it. Fellas, hockey playoffs have been great. And I've seen, you know, hockey jerseys in public. They're going to make a comeback. What used to be a swagless item on the streets. You saw a guy in a hockey jersey. You thought, man, that guy is so lame. I think they're going to start making a comeback. Some teams have some nice crispy uniforms, I've noticed. And I'm just a fan. I saw a lady rocking it, a lady in the WNBA rocking a Canes jersey the other day. Looked pretty good. Saw Derek Rose was rocking the Rangers the other day. That was looking pretty nice. You never know. You might just catch me on these streets in a Buffalo Sabres jersey. You might see it happen. You ever see that photo of um, Kobe walking into the NBA Finals with the Oilers jersey on? <laughs> Have I seen it, dude? It's on my walls. <laughs> that was Mike, huge for the sport. Shout out Mike Scott. I mean, that guy, I think he's wore almost every NHL team's jersey. So, Mike, if you're listening to this, buddy, we, we, we see you. Yeah, Mike, you were a, literally a day one in the hockey jerseys are cool again movement. So, shout out to you, man. For no conclusive evidence, bro, you have absolutely been a trailblazer. If it, if it ever becomes a thing, I mean, credit, credit to you and the, and the pod, though. What do you got, Alex? All right. So, given the explosion and, and just the stratosphere that Kwame Brown launched us into and the beef with Matt Barnes boys you know i love boxing a lot of boxing matches going on between celebrities we need a kwame brown versus matt barnes boxing match screw all this jake paul crap logan paul 
uh, Bryce Hall, that McBroom guy, whatever the heck he's called. McBroom. <laughs> I think that's I think that's his name, Jose Canseco. We don't need none of that garbage. We need Kwame Brown versus versus Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, hey, he said in the he said in his uh, video response that he's down. He's like, if if we need to hash it out, we need a box. I'm always down for it. He's even defending Stephen A. Smith. He said, leave Stephen A. Smith alone. Man's almost sixty, so he's yeah. a Stephen A. Smith guy. Rest rest up, Stephen A. I know it'd be it'd be an absolute tilter. Would generate billions. Would generate billions, and would be the best thing since the thriller in Manila. Wow, wow. Guaranteed. He would rip that perm off Matt Barnes' head so fast, dude. Kill him. Kill him. Wow. Do you guys hear Anderson Silva's going to do a boxing fight against some random? Oh, That's just Anderson. a thing nowadays. I don't even yeah. know where they're getting all this money from. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, who's yeah. paying boxing to watch like, that? I don't know, dude. I don't even know. Because somebody gets some random, too. Like, boxing, I feel like if you're an actual boxer now, like, what are you doing? It's like your sports uh, Your sports is like a joke now. It's not It's not a real sport anymore. Yeah, if McBroom can fight, I mean, anybody <laughs> can. It's a joke. I I mean, the boxing, it's it's first first of all, it's terrible boxing. I mean, yeah. second of all, I'd, I'd rather just, just watch them ha- have, like, a hot dog competition. That Chestnut? Boxing match, Chestnut, yeah, Joey yeah. Chestnut. Can you imagine? They just call Joey Chestnut. And he's like, "Yo, can you coach me, please?" Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi are literally legends of the game. They are, so. dude. Kobayashi, I think, was the one who invented like the t- the technique where you dump the you dunk the bun in the water. You know what I mean? Just like suck that's, it up. That cool. that is a nice that's innovation, technique. dude. That's innovation that excites right there because he literally just flipped the game on its head. <laughs> yeah, all that dry your throat out. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, dude. So you just dunk it in there and just go wet bun dog. So easy. Two birds, one stone. My uh, inconclusive evidence take of the week is I know the Jays choked the game tonight, but I think that Vlad will finish top three in – I think he'll finish top two in AL MVP voting this, this year. On the fly adjustment right there. Yeah, I'm gonna go top two. I almost went top one, but then Shohei came up, and I mean Shohei. It's all about the pivot, baby. Shohei, Shohei Otani, what a so absolute good. guys! Are you not watching the Angel game right now? What are you doing? <laughs> we need to end the podcast early so I so yeah. I can go watch that. Watch the yeah, I'm gonna watch it again a second time. Yeah, when he's on the 162 mound, games I, yeah. isn't enough. Yeah, like I'll I'll watch the games and then watch him back when he just plays regularly. But when he's pitching. I literally, I wake up early, wake up, do the DK 5 a.m. wake up, and I literally prepare, get prepared, stretch it out, and just watch the game three times that day. Sometimes I just throw the tennis ball at the wall for two hours yeah. to get ready, yeah. appreciate the arm movement. You I know, like I got, practice my grips, yeah. I got two monitors in the setup. I have one on full speed, and I have one 15 seconds later, so I can watch both twice live. I'm just looking back, forth, back, forth. Yeah. Yeah. Just animals. Yeah, so, I mean, without him, I think – Vladdy can make a case for MVP, but I'm going to go top two this year. Just the way he's been playing has just been out of his mind. He's uh, the en- engine of the offense or a big part of the engine of the offense. And he's just been mashing the baseball. I just love the way he's been playing, the way he's been improving his game. So it's my also uh, uh, just quick fun fact for the viewers at home. I'm wearing a Blue Jays hat. Owen's wearing a Blue Jays hat. Phil's wearing a Washington Nationals hat. So just thought that'd be an interesting tidbit for you guys. We're going to get videos of us soon. 
we're going to get that going on soon on the TikTok, maybe some YouTube. I don't know. We'll get it. We'll get it going. You guys will be able to see us uh, live in video there. Yeah. Video form. You'll see my curly W hat. I just like the letter W, man. I don't know what to tell you. You're a star, man. Walk away. You got, that's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why. <laughs> Fellas, another 10 out of 10. Throw it in the books. Put her in the books. 10 out of 10. We did it again. It's it's beautiful. It's it's just getting better and better every time. We appreciate mm-hmm. all the support from all you guys. So uh, yeah. yeah, we really enjoy doing this. We're gonna keep them coming, dude. More hits than Ichiro. That's us. I tell you. More hits than Otani, baby. That's what we're aiming for. Well, don't get too crazy. He's probably gonna get the first guy to get four thousand hits. Probably. Just swinging at pitches like at his eyes, and he still yeah. somehow nails it out of the park. <laughs> he finds a way. <laughs> probably we it's gonna be a long weekend but not for us i mean we're gonna be back in here you'll be listening mm-hmm. to us on monday morning do you think we take a day off you think this is a game come on guys nope. no. you know us better than that now but you know it's a long weekend the weather's starting to take a turn not here but wherever you are virginia probably taking a turn so you know just go outside kick your feet up listen to the flag on the play send your episode to the friend you know Share it around. Follow us on TikTok now at the Flag Podcast. You're gonna love it. Monday morning, you might be nursing a bit of a hangover. We'll be in your ears. It's okay. It's a long weekend. Go outside. Put us on the speakers. Neighbors, what's that? Bang! Flag on the play. Whole block listening to it. Block party listening. <laughs> Get a little hot dog competition going in there. Yeah, it's kind of filled out now. So, yeah, exactly. Well, maybe you bring a little vaccination station to the event. Get dose number nice. two, Bob. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Look at that. I think we just broke the internet. You're yeah, welcome. Don't be too worried about checking out the TikTok because odds are it'll probably find you. So yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Sorry, yeah. didn't mean to put too just much pressure to on you guys. Up. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, fellas, we'll be back, and we'll be back in all of your ears on Monday morning.